Human Trafficking True Crime covers the exploitation of men, women, and children across the world. Subject matter may not always be suitable for children or those dealing with mental health issues. Listener discretion is advised. If you or someone you know has been trafficked, please contact the Human Trafficking Hotline by texting HELP, H-E-L-P, to 233-733. Identifying who the perfect human trafficking victim can be is not as simple as making the statement. We first have to understand that human trafficking requires the use of all or one of the following to secure any type of labor or commercial sex act, force, fraud, or coercion. Those who encounter human trafficking are exploited through many different methods or sources. Not all traffickers use the same style. Some may use force and fraud, while others only use coercion, and some will use all three. What is a trafficker? A trafficker is someone who exploits another for their own profit, gained by the forced labor or commercial sex they enforce on their victim. A trafficker will begin to identify the vulnerabilities of their victim, each victim possessing their own unique set of exposures. The trafficker will begin their grooming. Grooming is the process used to lure another into believing and trusting the trafficker. Grooming will ultimately lead to the labor or commercial sex exploitation of the victim by their trafficker. Sadly, some don't even know or realize they are being victimized and trafficked. Anyone of any age, any location or race, gender, sexual orientation, religious affiliation, anyone from any town or country, rural or urban area can be trafficked. It does not happen in a bubble. But the truth is, there are certain susceptibilities which put individuals at a higher risk for being trafficked. Things such as war, being a refuge in another country, lack of understanding the laws, or drug addiction, prostitution, homelessness, and even the children who bounce around the state foster care systems. The perfect victim can be anyone who happens to fall prey to the sick and twisted criminals that expose and exploit their vulnerabilities solely to benefit themselves. It is a crisis which is taking place everywhere around the world in many different forms with just as many methods. Tonight, we talk about the ways in which an individual can become the perfect human trafficking victim. Tonight, we give the survivors of human trafficking the last word. What's up, Megan? Hi. You like that intro? <laughs> I did, yes. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Well, I... Okay, we can't put that in, though. Can we? I guess we can. I don't know. So we have our crazy news story I have to tell you about. Okay. 
First of all, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I'm doing okay. You say that every time. I'm doing I pretty know. good. Yeah, you know, it, it's hard. that's a hard question to answer. Right, because you're like, answer. do you really want me to like, do you really do you want to know me to go I'm doing, into my life or just, story or do you just want me to say I'm good and we'll move on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're like, exactly. What, what do you really want? Don't test me right yeah. now. Maybe I should ask, like when someone asks me that question, I should answer it with that question. I have before, but you should. <laughs> but yeah. also you'll be surprised how many people like, they're like, yeah, no, tell me everything. And I'm like, are you are Right, you but sure? then they don't really care <laughs> at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I have to tell you this crazy, crazy news story that I read. Okay. On the New York Post, which, yeah, I know it's the New York Post, but still, it's freaking hilarious. The title alone gives it away. Stressed bull elk attacks pesky tourist in Colorado. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> this... Idiot. Literally. I I mean, people are so stupid, Megan. This dude is an idiot. If, and I seriously doubt he listens to the show, but if he does, like, you're an idiot. Um, yeah, this guy goes to the state, like a state park, and decides that he is going to pet, like, pesk the yeah taunt yeah. taunt annoy and there were other witnesses saying that he was like approaching the elk and like making noises and so they were like we're getting away from this guy so the thing charges him and i'm like yeah bro because you're bringing yeah, like because it's your fault you're bringing fists to a gunfight that's like <laughs> a a several hundred pound animal like oh you know sometimes those things can get up to like a thousand pounds yeah I've never seen one in person, but they're um, huge. I, think I have. They're, they're pretty big. Well, I mean, I'm not going to go, you know, pet it. like. <laughs> oh and I'm sure gosh. shit not going to no, like no, annoy no. it and mm -hmm. like make noises. But yes, yeah, so this thing charged him. Uh, thankfully, he was not hurt. But I hope he got a stern talking to. I didn't say national park in the Ranger. article. It did not say which kind of bummed me out a little bit because I kind of was thinking the same thing like this is why I don't like people sometimes <laughs> like you're at a or you're at a park leave the animal alone mm -hmm. the other thing that annoys me is when you go to state parks or wildlife places and people do graffiti yeah like what let wh nature why, be why nature you, just why, enjoy it from a why do you need a graffiti the Grand Canyon or, a, you know, multi-hundred-year-old They want their tree. names down in history, Shannon. They want their names down in history. As an idiot. <laughs> or a criminal. <laughs> One would think. Ooh. So before we get into tonight's case, we are running a 30% off promo for our listeners only. Uh, all you have to do is visit lastwordbysl.com and use the promo code HTTC2023. So that's HTTC2023 for 30% off store wide. Don't forget, guys, with each purchase uh, that you make, we give a portion of the proceeds back to C7 Human Trafficking Coalition, which, Megan, is this amazing organization that I know you know, but our mm -hmm. listeners may not know. 
that is located here in North Texas, and they partner with over 40 different nonprofits, several different law enforcement agencies, community outreach programs, and so much more. All these organizations coming together and working together to fight and end human trafficking here locally in North Texas. And Last Word is part of that. So Every time you guys make a purchase, we donate back to that. So when you are making your purchases, you're not only helping us here at the show, but you're also directly affecting survivors and the fight to end human trafficking. So HTTC 2023 for 30% off. That's last word by sl.com. It's store wide while supplies last. So go get you some merch. If you don't want to do that, and you're broke or you don't want to spend any money or you don't like anything, rate, review, share, follow on Instagram or social. Yes. It's free and it will really help us out. So please, please, please. I know we have several longtime listeners who have not rated, reviewed, left comments or anything. So please do that, guys. That really helps us out. And without further ado, we'll start tonight's case. Megan, uh, you came up with the idea for this. So do you want to give our listeners a little rundown of what we're doing tonight? Yeah, I do, actually. Um, So we were sitting there planning, brainstorming about what we wanted to talk about, what Mm -hmm. we wanted to cover. And I just kind of was sitting there thinking, like, we haven't really gone over the different types that human traffickers use to lure a victim into their fold right i mean we've done it a little bit as far as grooming um and sibling relations stuff like that uh but i don't think we've ever talked about really it in depth as far as how you become the perfect victim and that will we'll be talking about both ways um more of the stereotypical way I guess as well as the social media aspect that's involving now especially in 2022 yeah so I think we have four different ways right yes we have four different ways that we're just gonna discuss today so um how a victim yeah well yeah with how you can potentially be trafficked and how to be aware of what's going on yeah different ways a person could potentially become Mm -hmm. a perfect victim all right well I think you my friend have the first I do. First takeaway. All right, go for it. Oh, goodness. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk a little bit about some air tags. Uh, Shannon, do you, do you know anything about air tags? I know a little bit now since we've had several small conversations about it. Yes. Okay. Um, but I'm still fairly green. Okay. So essentially, um, an air tag is um, simply put a tracking device that you can attach to, let's say, a purse, your keys even your dog, in order to um, sync it to your iPhone to track where it's going to be. Now, is it a physical thing? Yes. Or a, is it is it all technology-based off your phone? So it's a physical device that, that you kind put of, somewhere. Okay. Yeah, looks like a, t- I think it's no bigger than a quarter. Okay. It's pretty small. It's got the Apple logo on it, you know, all that. Uh, basically, it's just to help aid you locate lost items via your iPhone. It really only works with iPhones, not really Androids at this time uh, from the research that I've done. Okay. So, this is what most people use it for, tracking lost items. However, there's a more sinister side to it. um, And since the rise of AirTag tracking, 
devices, there's also been a correlation with people claiming the air tags are being used to track people, namely yourself and stuff like that. Well, I mean, think about crazy stalkers, right? Mm -hmm. Makes total sense. Yeah. And with everything good, it's always a bad side. So like you said, yeah, people (laughs) are using it for the commonalities of it is for good, for Mm-hmm. Helping locate things no, or just keeping it easier up to where find your stuff. dog is or whatever. Yeah, exactly. but then you also have the nefarious side of it where you have people mm-hmm. using it for negative to exploit and yeah. benefit for their own gain. Now, I started doing some research and I found in a recent article, article from Fox 43 in Pennsylvania. Okay. It stated that nationwide people are finding air tags hidden in their cars and on their belongings. Now, this particular article goes into a story about a victim that said an air tag was placed in her car while she and her child were at the movies. When exiting the theater, she received a notification on her phone that a device was tracking her current location. And this is on her iPhone. And that the owner of the said device that was tracking her could see her current active location wherever she was at. Okay, so... Back up, because I don't have this. I don't Mm -hmm. use this. I think I told you once I was traveling on a work trip and my phone kept going off about some... I I don't remember exactly what it said. Long story short, ended up finding out it was earbuds or something. Yeah, the AirPods. I am old school and I am also cheap, and so I don't have those. I still have a plug-in to my phone headset thing. (laughs) Um, I don't own a pair of those. So I didn't know what that was. So I'm like, why does this keep showing up? Ask my sister. She's telling me about, I thought that's what this air tag stuff was. Mm -hmm. Um, but well, honestly it's Apple did come out and say that sometimes their AirPods will notify you be like, Oh, something's around you. Okay. As far as Bluetooth wise, trying to connect to you. So she's coming out of the mall or the movies Mm -hmm. and this is a notification that's going off on her phone. Yep. She gets in her car. Okay. So she gets in her car and starts driving and then it starts going Mm -hmm. off because like, what is the pro my question was going to be, what is the proximity that you have to be? Because when this was happening to me, we were riding in a car together Mm -hmm. when it went off the first time, the second time we were in our office building together. It's essentially just tracking you via Bluetooth, but also encryptions with the AirTag. Okay. So, so it's kind leaves, of like, uh, find my iPhone. Oh, okay. okay. So whenever okay. you leave, you know, something at home, you can look it up. You see it. Oh, it's there. Okay. So. So she leaves. Mm-hmm. It's going off. Yeah. So essentially she just calls the police because she's like, I'm going to pull over. I'm, I'm done. We're not going to do that. She calls the police, police come out, and essentially, you know, they file the police report, but nothing really ever comes of it. Did they find, they, they couldn't find the They couldn't find device? the device, they couldn't find anything like that. So, I did some more research, and apparently people have been finding them underneath their cars, in their license plates, and uh, another popular place is in your gas, like, cap tank and you said this thing is about the size of a quarter Mm -hmm. it's very easy to hide and now is there a way that one could potentially put it in their car 
and you don't get a notification on your phone. So like, say I was going to track you and I put it in your car. Is there a way for you to not get a notification? I don't think so. I feel like with this day and age, your goes, phone is pretty much, if you have an iPhone. The, okay, sorry. Yeah. I'll stop asking questions. No, you're good. If you have an iPhone, I feel like it's, you know, they're so smart now that they can kind of do it. They can do anything. Right. Let's be real. Yeah. So anyway, she files a pre-support. Nothing really comes of it from what I read in the article. And then a continuation of that uh, is where they actually did find an AirTag on a car. And it had to do with a victim of domestic violence that was driving. And um, the father was tracking the movements of the car so that he could determine where they were at for the intent to do harm. Right. Um, she Once she got the notification, she immediately called the police, got it handled and involved. And I just wanted to show that, you know, these air tags are being used in police investigations to solve particular crimes. Uh, this guy, he was charged, he faces charges of kidnapping, unlawful restraint, terroristic threats, recklessly endangering another person and simple assault. So they got him all, all of those charges, which was good. Um, Simply by the investigation with this air tag. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Which I know that that example doesn't really, it's not exactly human trafficking, but it is domestic violence and stuff like that, which is also another way that these can be used well, in a negative light. No, I mean, it makes a valid point of, we also have to step outside of the bubble that human trafficking is women locked in cages in underground basements and they aren't allowed to ever leave. Yeah. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It does. There are documented cases of that. However, realistically, that is not the norm when it comes to human trafficking. A lot of these people have freedoms they mm -hmm. have the ability to walk around and interact with other people yeah they don't sometimes even realize that they're being trafficked so their trafficker could they could have a car they could be borrowing the trafficker's car and these could all be means and methods that a trafficker would use to keep yeah them under his control exactly i'm using the force of if you do anything, I'll know. Yeah, I can I'm see you. you. Yeah, I've got your location 24-7. I know where you're going. I know what you're doing. Yeah. So with the rising concerns of this on social media as well as the news, um, the air tags have been posing a threat to overall public safety. So the Apple Corporation released a statement. Now, I did read the whole article, um, and basically they were just trying to cover their own asses. <laughs> Let's be honest. They Good were like, PR. oh, these are all false claims, you know, fake acting, all of this stuff. Crisis um, management coming in. Mm -hmm. And they go on to quote, you know, the Find My Network is built with privacy in mind in order to protect you to protect <laughs> me. Find My Network, you know, find my iPhone, find my friend, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. I just, there's so many words that come to mind, like uh, Julian Assange or Edward <laughs> Snowden, but, but that has yeah. nothing to do with this, so go on. Yeah, so anyways, um, now Apple does do something good, 
Right. They do actively cooperate with police departments whenever an air tag is being suspected in a, an investigation. And they will actually forfeit all of your rights to your air tag serial number. So they'll pull the air tag serial number and they'll get all of the information of who that belongs to, their contact information, stuff like that, huh. and trace it back. So they are doing what they're supposed to be doing as far as trying to be helpful and protective. But at the same time, there's only so far that that can go. Well, yeah. And if they want to, it's, it's tricky when you're a business trying, especially with data involved mm -hmm. and, and, and all protecting the safety, your constitutional yeah. rights, but you're a global country or a global company. You're mm -hmm. not just servicing Americans. So, I mean, yeah, that's a tricky, yeah. but that's, yeah. that's good to know. Yeah. And they give, uh, as much information as they're able to provide. Right. So, because they want to be, until they get a search warrant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So statistically, numbers show that Apple sold approximately 20, 20 million AirTags in 2021. Dang. Yeah. And are projected to sell even more in the future. Uh, when I looked it up, it's like 35 million. I'm not going to lie. I think I literally just learned what an AirTag was earlier this year. Yeah. I am a I didn't really understand. <laughs> I mean, I don't have one, but it's very well, easy to get one is what I'm trying to say. Here's the thing. I get it. It is a device to help you find things you lose. Well, if I'm already losing things, I'm going to lose the air tag. So why am I going to buy <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> money? Yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> I'm pretty, At least yeah. that's for me. I'm like, yeah. I can't even keep my head on straight half the time. Like, if I buy that, I'm going to lose it. I bought a Fitbit years. I don't even know where that thing was. I haven't seen <laughs> See, it. See, that's what's nice about it is that it connects to your phone. So you always know where your AirTag is, which hopefully is where your lost item is. Until the battery <laughs> runs out. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> that's a fair point as well. All right. So even though I don't have any exact evidence of this being used in human trafficking, um, I did just want to bring this to the forefront of everyone's minds. It's very popular on social media right now as a means for right. kidnapping, human trafficking, yeah. uh, you know, just horrible people using it in the negative it gets light. Yeah, it definitely gets exploited on the social media of yeah. potentials. And it, it mm -hmm. definitely has the potential for aiding and embedding and stalking yeah. and, and, and perpetrating, you know, right. somebody's personal, you know. Yeah. And it makes it technology nowadays makes it very easy for human traffickers to do what they do. Yeah. It's it making it easier. Does. It 100% does. Yeah. So I just wanted everyone to be aware that these devices may be, you know, a good little lazy hack trick to find things. My only question though is, is, these devices, these people that employ these devices are not dumb. They're sometimes mm -hmm. a bunch of really smart, geeky, <laughs> I hate <laughs> saying that, but yeah. a lot of them sometimes live in their basement of their mom's home and they, but yeah. so what I'm trying to say with that is I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a capability to disable the device in a sense where I'm putting it on maybe like, let's say your car, Megan, but I'm able to somehow disconnect it where it doesn't send a signal to your phone. So you have no idea. Right. But it's. I'm sure there is. And that would make it even easier. Right. 
just technology is so unpredictable and so easy to manipulate and create what you want to create that um, I feel like there will be cases here in the future that will evolve around air tags. Oh, completely. I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's so. all you got for the air tags. That's so. The second topic that we're covering tonight is um, one I did, Megan, since we're splitting this up, I did online recruitment. Recruitment. Now, I kind of took a step back and, okay, so I'm just going to say in 2020, online recruitment saw a massive increase of 22% from the previous year in 2019 what happened in 2020 covid covid so with the lockdowns that were in place across the world for a better part of the year now we all know that's totally dependent on where you're living um some obviously some locations were locked down longer than others us here in the great state of texas was Felt like forever, but we were not as long <laughs> as others. The shortest amount of time. <laughs> Probably. So the 2020 online recruitment, 22% increase um, because we've had, you know, the COVID lockdown going on. Uh, so the main point here, though, with that is recruitment avenues were closed to traffickers, the normal recruitment avenues. Uh, during COVID, things like strip clubs, schools, access to parks, uh, restaurants, massage parlors. Remember, everything was shut down. Right. Do you remember? I yeah. mean, you can't get anywhere. I know a lot of us have blocked a lot of that out, but it it just means that in 2020, online recruitment became the major player in the game of recruitment for human trafficking. This information came from the, the polarisproject.org. And according to their website, for more than a decade, they have assisted thousands of victims of survivors through the, UN, the U.S. National Human Trafficking Hotline. And from all those calls and information, they've been able to what they say build the largest known U.S. data set on actual human trafficking experiences. Wow. Um, and it's a bold statement to say you have the biggest. However, they run, Polaris Project runs the National Human Trafficking Hotline. I use both resources in investigating podcasts and pulling statistics or data when it comes to states, all of that stuff. Um, so we use them. I use them a it's lot. It's a good source. Yeah, they are. And they, because they run the national, we're, we're talking about the national human trafficking hotline, which is the main number we see everywhere when you're out and about and you see someone that, you know, you see a sign in the U S that says the national human trafficking hotline, that number's 888-3737-888. In, or you can text text the words help. Um, I, I personally think it's a really easy number to eight tri- to remember. It's 888-3737-888. Mm-hmm. 888-3737-888. Um, so they run this, this, the hotline. They can get a lot of data. So 
I definitely 100% believe that during COVID, we see this massive increase, but we need to talk about the other side of that, that COVID coin, the 2020 COVID problem that we, we all endured. Uh, we're all locked down Mm -hmm. and these sick wackos are in some cases stuck living or these poor victims I should say are stuck in this situation in a living situation with the exact person that is abusing them exactly they are living in a home locked down in COVID, not allowed to go to school, not allowed to escape 24 seven living with their abuser. Mm -hmm. So I'm not surprised to see that we saw a massive increase. Now, according to a Forbes article I read, I'm just going to disclaimer for all of our listeners and for you, Megan, hold on to your pants because the shit just blew my effing mind. Forbes article comes out in April of 2020. What is that? Four months into the year. Mm -hmm. Four months into the year, the U.S.-based National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, a.k.a. NCMEC, recorded a 106% increase in cyber reports of child sexual exploitation. Just to put that into perspectives, let me, um, first of all, let me just read that again. In April of 2020, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children recorded a 106% increase in cyber reports of child sexual exploitation. Cool. Now, putting that into per- perspective for all of our fine folks who are listening, that increase came from 980 83,734 reports in March of 2019 to 2,027,520 in March of 2020. Wow. So March 2020 to March, or uh, excuse me, March 2019 to March 2020, 106% increase. We went from just over 980,000 reports to, to over 2 million. To over 2 million. Wow. In one year. Month. One month. One month. During? Yes, one month. In April. The start, well, for us here in America and us here locally, I remember we shut down the week before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I went to. My at, birthday weekend. I Okay, I you remember it that way. I remember it. I, I literally got on a flight, never heard the word COVID, didn't know what anyone was talking about. I'm going to my friend's wedding, gone for three days, quick, quick little trip down and back, quick wedding, never heard the word COVID. All I hear about is them changing their plans to come home. The whole world is shut down. And that yep. was in the last part of March, like yes, the last was. week of yeah, March. March 20. So for 20. what would be us, one month into COVID, two million to see reports that increase. Yeah, this is insane. Which I kind of, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I kind of feel like that twenty-two percent increase might mm. might be a little bit more if you saw a hundred and six percent jump. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> so one month, these many of these 
you know, horrific images and exploitation shots that are coming up online are experiences that are being conducted in the home. This child is sharing with their victim Mm -hmm. victimizer, the person that is victimizing them and they're living with them. It's absolutely disgusting. And they legitimately have no escape from their abuser. It's the rise of technology again. Right. Well, I mean, all other avenues of trafficking Mm -hmm. someone and this poor child who would have a normal escape, say, going to school, doesn't even have that because now you got to do online. And it's constant, I bet. It's just constant. Right. And and now you have a parent or the exploiter, the person that's doing the victimizing. Maybe they lost their job. They're stressed. They're drug addict. They're drinking more. It's... it just mm-hmm. amplified COVID, yes, was a issue all on its COVID own self, everything related to COVID. But it also was, there were a lot of secondary factors yes. that affected people with COVID. And this is one of them. Exactly. So, they have no escape. And... That same Forbes article, which is titled Child Exploitation Complaints Rise 106%, they interviewed an officer who asked to remain anonymous, and he stated, we've seen, he stated, quote, we've seen a very significant rise because if we think about it, for some children, we are locking them in the house. With the person who's victimized, their only escape is outside the house. And I thought that was a really powerful quote. And like, yeah, there are some some people that their only escape is school or school, extracurricular activities, going some, and hanging out with friends. Or their victim their victimize the person that's victimizing them going to work or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Exactly. So my first topic on tonight was online recruitment and just how much it's evolved just since 2020 and how more Mm -hmm. people are using it and got to be aware of you know it's almost like it's like the convenience factor now like traffickers don't have to try as hard to find victims i know that's a tangent that we don't need to go down yet but well um no, I mean, I don't think it's a tangent, but yeah, I, the internet makes it a lot more accessible mm-hmm. for them to gain access to a victim. Yeah. Would I say it makes it easier? No, I think that's where we as a society need to be better at educating our youth and our people in general on we need to start building people up and stop tearing them down. Because when you look at a lot of these cases, and now I am going to go off on a tangent. When you look (laughs) at a lot of these cases, these people have vulnerabilities. And yes, yes, some of them are socioeconomic or demographic related, but some of them are just insecurities of self-worth and self-love. Mm-hmm. And They're being bullied at school yeah, or by their parents. Which or we'll get like into that. more of that later. But yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's about, we as a society needing to build people up to to help them realize their no that person doesn't love you Mm -hmm. you set your worth you know your worth you define your worth and you set that precedent for everyone else to follow so 
if they don't appreciate that, they don't love you or, you know, ac mm -hmm. acknowledging and, and building these people up is what I think will help. I, I don't know if it's <laughs> the answer, but I think it would be a big step. Yeah, yes. I think it would. So you have the next, we're going to just segue right into the segue next right one, the next it. perfect victim. All right. So I'm 23. I'm a, I'm addicted to TikTok. I, I will state that right now. <laughs> I don't even own a TikTok uh, account. Yeah. I'm very much involved in TikTok. I have a very, um, how do you, my for you page is very much. What's a what? My for you page, FYP page. It's an, it's algorithmized. F Y P. P page for you page so like your Instagram yes but it is to, okay you start liking videos and it'll the algorithms pick yeah, it up yeah yep and it'll do videos that are like what right. you like so if for a week straight you're watching animal farm videos you're going to be seeing animal yes. farm videos exactly Got it. yep yep so that's what happens uh <laughs> since starting uh working on this uh, podcast and just doing some research as far as human trafficking, um, you know, uh, just being a woman, <laughs> self-defense. You're stuff already like at that. a vulnerability yeah, just being exactly. a woman. <laughs> um, I saw a recent trending TikTok video uh, where this um, man is describing that his daughter had just drove home from her place of work in the city back to their house. Okay. And he was walking outside the next morning and noticed that a zip tie was attached to his daughter's vehicle. And he goes on to explain, he's like doing the whole like description thing. And he's like, oh yeah, like you see the zip tie and this wasn't here when she left the next morning. Just kind of goes on and on. Um, and then he reaches out to his buddy in local law enforcement and his buddy then says, oh, yeah, that's a sign of your daughter, quote unquote, being tagged for human trafficking. Tagged or targeted. Yeah. For tagged those targeted. that don't know what that means. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I, it, that may be something that is widely done in a certain location. I will yes. say... I'm obviously don't know everything and don't see everything, but just from my personal experience, I have not run across any situation mm -hmm. of anyone I know or anyone I know who works in this field that has experienced anything like this does not mean it doesn't happen though. Well, I am on this podcast. So <laughs> I was like, I have to research this, right? <laughs> okay. I was like, I got to do some research and see if I can find anything. Yep. The only articles that what I could find, find <laughs> the only articles I could find were on spoof web websites. Like fake websites? Yeah, like legitimate. The only articles that I could find about it were on websites that were creating fear articles, essentially. I mean... Again, I'm, I'm, I don't know everything. I'm a lonely little girl and yeah. woman. I shouldn't say girl. I'm, I'm a lady in a, in a room and I'm doing a podcast. Like I don't, 
I don't know. I'm not the end all be all. I don't know everything. I know what I do know is that I've not seen this. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Doesn't mean it couldn't be a potential. Um, it could be a potential way. Well, what I was going to say was think when you go to Target or wherever, I don't care, Sam's Club, Costco, pick your place. Um, you see, and well, we all hear about people that, you know, stranger abduction. We all mm-hmm. think, I feel like when I got into this, a majority of people, and still to this day, think that human trafficking is some random stranger coming in and abducting your child and it's like the movie taken and they're going to be living in cages and they're going to be walking around in dresses and be auctioned off like no that's not that's not the cut and dry that is not realistically what happens however that doesn't mean that they aren't being targeted when they're out and about yeah. If they're with a group of people. If they're put in a vulnerable situation, let's say you're just walking out to your car and they've been tracking you and watching you or there's some guy that's been sitting at the bar while you're serving him and is just always constantly comes in during your shift. That's when it becomes something to be worried about. So a zip tie on your car, it's like, eh, could be a prank. But at the same time, if you're also noticing other things around you, then just be aware of that. Now, I did see in an article from 2021, it was in Arizona, they did reference the same video as like, hey, just be aware that this is happening. And um, police officials did say that it might not be anything to worry about as far as like nationwide. It could be a regional thing, like you were saying. But... Social media has become a huge breeding ground for human trafficking, which you just talked about. I know we're overlapping right now. No, I didn't know you were going to say that. I honestly didn't read. Yeah, (laughs) sorry. But it's become a huge breeding ground for human trafficking and the fear surrounding it as far as creating hysteria in relation to being kidnapped or being part of a sex crime or just theft at really People do fabricate and do these kinds of things. However, it does, I feel like, in my mind, give traffickers ideas. Valid point. I would agree with that statement. I think that it's definitely a fear tactic. I think social media has an amazing way of amplifying the hot topics we talk about. Yeah, exactly. Human trafficking is a hot topic that all of a sudden people are very interested in. And I'm very I much advocating that. for I'm, yeah. I'm very, mm-hmm. I've been very passionate about human trafficking for over five years now. I, I mean, I've known what human trafficking was for many years, but I really started diving into and researching and getting involved and volunteering and doing all this stuff about five years ago. And there's a lot of misconceptions around it and a lot of the fear tactics. I don't necessarily think that 
people are going around and putting zip ties on people's cars. But like I stated in the intro, it, it you can't profile, you, you can't target and figure out who a perfect victim would be. You can't, it's really hard to profile mm. a trafficker. It could because be. they all use different forms of getting a person to do what they want them to do. Exactly. And while stranger abductions, yes, do happen, statistically speaking. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's not the most popular. I get that. I just wanted to bring, you know, this one in just because social media made it a huge deal right and you know huge deal you you bring this up because of the social media do you remember a couple gosh i don't know year or so ago there was like some girl that got everyone sent this article to me on instagram to twitter to email i mean you name it it was sent to me about some girl using a universal sign that she needed help yes sign language And everyone's like, did you know? Did you know? I'm like, no. No. I've never heard of this. It's crazy how it takes off like that. I don't know what universal sign they were using because that's not something. This stuff is so evolving and so it it changes daily. You Mm -hmm. cannot. There's no way. By the time you go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow, Methods of trafficking have already advanced. You are never ahead of the game. We are always behind. Exactly. I just want to end my my little spiel, though. I just want to make sure that, um, you know, if you do see anything hanging from your vehicle or a little flyer hanging from your windshield and you're exiting, you know, a grocery store, parking lot, whatever, don't get out and grab it. Just, just get in your car, go somewhere safe, and then do what you need to do. That's all. That's all. That's, all. that's just me being um, a year out of college student. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would <laughs> yeah. also, um, just to add to that, if you are parked somewhere where your driver door is next to a stand the van raper van. <laughs> yeah maybe walk back in and get someone to walk out with you or crawl through the passenger side because stan the van Mm -hmm. the raper band does not have puppies and candy Mm -hmm. for you so and these are not the most popular ways either but it is something to consider as well stan the van raper i need to quote our i'm gonna get a new shirt stan the van the raper van I love True Crime Garage. Do you want garage. some candy? Right. Hey, kids, my name's Stan. Come check out my van. I got free puppies. No, um, I love human trafficking, true crime, and they use the ban the van, like, is their motto. Uh, I'm going to send that to him. Instead of ban the van, it should be Stan. <laughs> Anyways, so the next topic that... I guess the final topic for Shannon tonight will be covering. Yes, your lovely host who's currently unemployed. So if anyone needs, you know, a marketer, let me know. The last topic, though, is I wanted to focus on is labor trafficking because we 
We have not covered that in we depth. We don't talk about it as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to go back to with everything we've been talking about, social media and the perception of what human trafficking is. Nobody thinks about the red-headed yeah, stepchild so of labor trafficking. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's probably more predominant than the sex side of it. So... We just did a podcast about that, so y'all should go back and listen to that one. That's right. The mini case coverage. Mm-hmm. You are correct. So, labor trafficking. I, I Well, first of all, I just want to say the, the term human trafficking, it's just literally modern day. It's a moderate, modern term that we all use around the world. But really, it's just a rebrand right to a centuries old problem which is slavery exactly now in america the 13th amendment that abolished slavery uh here in america was passed under president abraham lincoln in 1865 but we all know this didn't end this lucrative business of owning people with time Traffickers or slave owners, as they were once called, uh, they've only just furthered their capabilities to be discreet, manipulative, Mm -hmm. and strategic within their methods to enslave and exploit another person. Labor traffickers will use different scenarios or situations to lure a victim in. They will promise better paying jobs. They will offer advancements to their education Uh, But ultimately, they just leave their victim in debt bondage. They are forced into labor and sometimes involuntary child labor, which is horrible. Labor trafficking, labor traffickers will use different types of violence, threats, lies, any type of coercion or force Mm -hmm. to get their victims to do what they want. And Don't they wor- do a lot of like passport re- withholding too? Yes. Documentation withholding? Yes, that is common. That is absolutely common. Doesn't, again, each case is unique onto its own. So right. what's good for one may not be what happens for all. But yeah, that is absolutely the case. They will use threats of violence. They will say the police are out to get them, they will withhold their documents from them. Uh, And this happens across like a million different industries, anything from manufacturing, textiles, farming, restaurants, nail salons, massage part. I mean, you name it. Any, Mm -hmm. if, if it's a business, it trafficking can be there. Right. So Jason, I want to talk about, a couple different stories of how two unique, two different people were uniquely trafficked or became labor trafficked. Jason traveled to Florida on a work visa for athletes with the promise that he would lead, that that would lead to a legal work visa, if you will. Obviously he is not an athlete. He was coming to, yeah. I know. Okay. I'd yeah. like to know how that. So he got a work visa and was waiting for a real visa. Is that? 
No, 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 no. He came to uh, Florida for a visa on for athletes. Oh, okay. On a visa for okay. athletes, okay. but then was promised that that would lead to an actual visa. Correct. Okay. But it did not. He got here. He has a lack of English and just basic understanding of the culture and the laws and he pretty much became entirely dependent on his recruiter who took advantage of him. Jason was forced to work around the clock at an elderly care facility where he was forced to sleep on the floor. Oh my working God. nonstop with other I'm similar. sure not being paid. Uh, I was I, I think he was being paid, but not obviously a lot because mm-hmm. he's in debt bondage. We're paying your you know, you have your housing, you have um you know, if he's being forced to stay there, they're going to quote unquote take out rent, water, food. So Sure, he's probably working for money, but his paycheck's probably like, right, exactly. you know, pennies on the dollar enough for some food. Mm-hmm. Now, this, he's working at this elderly care facility, sleeping on the floor until a neighbor notices something's off and she makes the call. Wow. That, hey, I see him every day. Every day, dude never has a day off. He's always here. So, Jeez. I would like to call some of those. T- Sometimes I, I call those neighbors nosy netties. Yeah. But nosy netty was on it. Like, mm-hmm. she was aware. She was observant. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I'm not saying go and, and you know, watch your neighbors. But just if be aware. Something isn't, if, if you start to see something repetitively and it doesn't make sense, question it mm-hmm. it's okay to question it yeah it's totally okay doesn't mean you're right doesn't mean you're wrong but it's okay to question it right because you'll never know if you stumble upon something yeah. like that and in this case this neighbor questioning this saved this man and and countless other people's lives getting them out out of this experience the fbi's called in they're able to do an investigation he's now free but it's If she would have never said anything, how long would that have continued? This would have continued. The other story I have is Raimundo. And he was living in Mexico when he was presented with a farming job in California. And looking at this as an opportunity to make more money, help support his family. He takes a loan out to pay for the visa to travel you know pay for the visa and travel from mexico to california all while being reassured by his traffickers that the salary that raymundo would be making would be enough to pay off the loan plus send money back to family i feel like i've heard this type of story before yeah, I mean, it's it's a common one. Yeah. So he arrives, and Raimundo, guess what? He's forced to live in a single room with 34 other men. Wow. 34, well, I shouldn't say men. I, I'm assuming, I 
presume it's men because he's working on a farm and they're living on a farmhouse. But either way, 34 other trafficked victims are all forced to live in a single, single room, single unit, kind of like probably what we're in right now, square room. Could you imagine 34 people being in here? No, no. mm -mm. And you're sleeping? Mm, No. My anxiety would be through the roof. I really would not be able to handle that. (laughs) That's not, no, I cannot. I mean, he's promised that, so he's promised he's going to be able to pay off, you know, he's going to be making enough to pay off his loan. He's not making any money. He's being forced to live with 34 other people. They have rules to follow. They're not allowed to leave the farm. They can't have visitors. They're not allowed to speak with anyone that comes to the farm. And the 40 hours a week he was promised, good luck, bro. He never gets it. Oh, because that's taken out of your food and your lodging and your clothes. Well... I think that would be the pay. I'm talking about the hours. He's promised 40 hours a week, but he's probably still working more than 40. Yeah. He's probably working 80 and getting paid 30. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, actually you're right to add to what you're saying. They're taking all this money out because mm-hmm. it's your lodging and all this other mumbo jumbo. Well, they have all these rules. They're not allowed to talk to anyone. They're not allowed to do anything. They're not allowed to leave. Well, Raymundo's like takes a risk. He decides to talk to an inspector that comes to the farm and it's through this communication with the inspector that he learns basically what his rights are, that that this is totally illegal. He's being taken advantage of. They're being manipulated by their trafficker. So he is able to escape. Now, the one thing I do want to say with that is according to the United Against Human Trafficking website, labor trafficking is four times as common as sex trafficking and over 250 million children, children, 250 million children are forced to harvest product for like cocoa and coffee. Jesus. Items I guarantee every single listener in this like podcast realm, anyone listening uses, I guarantee you either has coffee in their house, has drank a cup of coffee. You know what I mean? So we all are contributing to this. Right. Well, that's a sad thought. (laughs) Labor trafficking unfortunately because of the people that make up that demographic the and the the immigrants the ones that are lacking in understanding of the current laws in the country that they live in maybe there's a language barrier they are much more susceptible to being human trafficked however they're less likely to report that crime because in oftentimes they're instilled that the police are bad guys. Mm -hmm. Anyone that talks, I own all of you. Anyone that this is how it is everywhere. Exactly. It's corruption. Yeah. You think like, so for example, say they're coming from Mexico or Colombia and, and the trafficker, 
can utilize the fact that their own country's governments are massively corrupt and and use that vulnerability to advantage and say it's just as bad here in America, which mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we don't have corruption because we absolutely do, but not on that level, hopefully. But the trafficker doesn't know that. They mm-hmm. don't know that there are just as many good people out there fighting the good fight and that there are organizations that will help. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. So labor trafficking is a lot more prevalent than sex trafficking. Unfortunately, it's just... Much underreported. More underreported. Mm-hmm. So those are those are the four. The four we got: air tags, online recruitment, zip ties, and labor trafficking. Zip ties and labor trafficking. So, of all of those, I would say, I mean, air tags. You've got the you know vulnerability of your location right Mm -hmm. Uh, online recruitment your vulnerabilities are going to be grooming exposing the trafficker is going to expose your vulnerabilities the zip tie vulnerabilities within the zip tie aspect are you're you know targeted at that point targeting easy spotlight yeah and then with labor trafficking your vulnerabilities could be anything from immigration status, fear of law enforcement, money. Mm-hmm. These are all different. They're different, but, you know, they're all something that you need to be aware of. They absolutely are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, yeah. Does the labor trafficking apply to every single one of our listeners? Absolutely no. not. Absolutely not. No. I 100% believe that. I would venture to say over 95% of our listeners are not in the type of work where they would be subjected to that type of, of exploitation, but it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that these vulnerabilities don't still exist. Mm -hmm. Um, and and we we do i mean any we do all have to as a society be more aware of our surroundings our interactions with people yes. our just just have a com- conversation yeah. a communication with someone you know if you go to the local you know thai restaurant or the japanese restaurant or you go get a pedicure or manicure just make conversation with someone get off your phone pay yeah. attention and and see if Observe. the person that is assisting you in whatever f- realm that you're in, if you're at a restaurant or wherever you may be, have that communication with those person and see if anything is amiss to you. Yeah. Because if it is, then if your gut. Yeah, don't don't go into the bystander effect, like do something about it right fight flight freeze mm-hmm. you my thing is is i think we lack compassion and understanding with people yeah so i think that we all get so wrapped up in our everyday 
day-to-day lives that when we're at the local grocery store, we're at the local restaurant, we're at the local... Scrolling through TikTok. Whatever it is, we're so engrossed in our own that we're not paying attention to the other things going on around us. Mm -hmm. And a prime example would be if you get your nails done and you're sitting there and you're on your phone the whole time you're getting a pedicure. Do you even talk to the person that's doing your nails? Do do. you even know where the person's grew up? So. I mean, not everyone does, but I do. I she's, do. She's great. I don't. <laughs> I do not get pedicures and like people touch my feet. But it makes me just, no, I love don't her. touch my feet. She asks about me all the time. She's like, how you doing? What's going on? Before we get go on to the weekly spotlights, I do want to say one time, I, I a long, long time ago, one of probably the last times I got a pedicure, I was speaking to the lady that was helping me and she had actually helped me the previous time, but I don't think she remembered me and I couldn't remember her name, some horrible names. And I asked her what her name was again, but it dawned on me that the name she gave me like wasn't her name. Right. Right. So I asked her like, Oh, did your mom name you that? Like, is that your name? Yeah. Like, what's yeah. what is the name your mom gave you? And I'm like, because I would like to call you that. And I'm trying to like want to pronounce it. No, she freaked out. Freaked out on me. Whoa. Not my name. Like, no, my name is whatever, you know, Americanized name it was. Oh my god. Like, I don't have another name. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Whoa. Left me very uneasy. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Uh, I think about it all the time. But this was also in co- like, probably college. I'm probably just totally being an asshole. But Megan, take it away with our weekly spotlights. First, we have Camila Perez, who is 14 years old. She was last seen on August 1st, 2022 in Miami, Florida. Camila is described as a white female with natural brown hair, but was dyed blue at the time and brown eyes. She was approximately five feet, three inches tall and weighed 130 pounds when she went missing. Camila was last seen wearing a black crop top with glitter and blue jeans. Anyone with information is asked to call the Miami-Dade Police Department at 1305-715-3300. Next, we have Evangelina Marie Lopez, who was 15 years old when she was last seen on August 6, 2022 in Savannah, Texas. Evangelina is described as a Hispanic female with dark brown hair and brown eyes. She was approximately 5 feet 8 inches tall and weighed around 170 pounds when she went missing. Evangelina has her ears and nose pierced. Anyone with information is asked to call the Elmridge Police Department at 1940-349-1600, case number 22-00292. Last, we have Cody Bigsby, who was just four years old when he was last seen on January 31st, 2022 in Hampton, Virginia. Cody is described as a black male with black hair and brown eyes. He was approximately three feet tall and weighed around 40 pounds when he went missing. 
Cody was reportedly last seen by his father around 2 a.m. Anyone with information is asked to call the Hampton, De Police, Hampton Police Department at 1757-727-6111. All right. Thanks, Megan, for our weekly spotlight. As always, guys, please go ahead and give us that like, rate, review, follow, and share on whatever platform you are listening to now. Uh, we do not have a recommended read. I do have a recommended watch. However, I okay. did watch your Jeffrey Dahmer <laughs> confession tapes. I could not. So creepy. The confession tapes were my jam. The dramatized. I, I think I got through maybe one episode and mm -hmm. 10 minutes into the max. And I was like, I'm that's, done. That's fair. So. I will recommend the Jeffrey Dahmer confession tapes. I thought those were pretty good. So um, that is our recommended read. And until next week, true crime friends, I will remain loud, bold, and out there with all I do. And you guys stay vigilant, be aware, and remember. What the world needs now is love, not hate. Mm.